Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to Corked Stats here on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, John Legaza, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always as excited as could be to be in the chair. Holiday season is behind us, which means what? It's time to prep for fantasy baseball. The MLB 2022 season is right around the corner. Don't get it twisted. It's the offseason for some, but not for us. Me, you, the Cork Stats crew, everybody, let's get it going on today. I got a little player breakdown that we're going to do, but also I like to add nuance and context, kind of the name of the game when you come and hang with me. And it has to do with stolen bases, right? Fantasy baseball is a game of formats, and that really should be the first question you ask, almost regardless of the Inquisition, Right? What is it? Who's the best hitter? Who should I take first? Who should I take last? What well, really all depends on the format. And a really good example of that is a video that I did just last week when we talked about who you should take first in point leagues when we're looking more at pure hitters. We mentioned Bryce Harper, Juan Soto, Vladimir Guerrero. However, if we're talking about rotisserie baseball, right, where you play categories, generally five by five, average, home runs, runs, ribbies, and steals... All of those things are really important and kind of get disproportionately weighed, right? That's just the way it is. That's how the game is played. Dems are the rules. Dems are the breaks. So, you know, you could either talk about being right or you could talk about making money. And I'm more into the latter. So, format dependency, always at the fore. When we talk about point leagues, we're looking for pure hitters. When we talk about roto, we're not. I generally like to look for more balanced hitters that can give you average power and speed so you don't have to sacrifice. The reason I mentioned the sacrifice for speed is going to be the topic of today's discussion. A player like Tommy Edmond, the second baseman on the St. Louis Cardinals, who will be going into in some depth where, man, I'm not even sure what format I would want Edmond in. Again, categorical play, even that must be more clearly defined because there are leagues that are standalone leagues, then there are leagues that have an overall element to them. In a standalone league, you can almost punt steals outright. Now, I never recommend, you know, just forgetting about a category, but you definitely should not be overpaying for steals. They can be wonky. A lot of times they're tied to plate appearances. Again, something we'll talk about, but... They just don't get the bills paid the way you might think. I would rather get players that can chip in little bits here and there with steals in a standalone league, hope to finish in the middle of the steals category, which would be more than enough to get the league championship taken down. If we're focusing on a league with an overall element, now steals become way more important. Where you can punt steals and win a league, you can't punt steals and win an overall. And that is where the context of trying to decide when and where to pay for those steals really comes into play. Now the first thing I said is going to be the last thing I'm going to say also, which is I want balanced hitters in Roto. I don't like to overpay for steals, particularly when they come in a flawed hitting profile and After a little bit of a deep dive, and I'm going to present the evidence to you. I never ask you to just take my word for it. I like to think of my baseball picks, bets, plays, and stances as an argument to be put in front of a judge, right? I want them to hold up to scrutiny. I'm going to provide the evidence and hope 
that the decision kind of goes my way. But even if it doesn't, at the very least, I like to be an open book and show you why or how I got to the decision that I did. I mean, it helps give me myself confidence, but I hope it'll give you confidence, but at least give you a place to counter if anything. I don't think I'm infallible. I try not to make definitive statements. So when you get through with the video, after you're done subscribing to the Mayo Media Network and smashing that thumbs up button, get up in the comments. And after you're done telling them how good of a job I'm doing, push back on the work I'm doing, you know, push back on it. I am an open book and I'm here for you. And I'm not just here to teach I may learn a thing or two as well. So now that I kind of laid out a bit of the landscape, let's call it, because I know I'm going to hear a little bit of that. Well, if you want to win your league, you need steals and you got to pay for them. I'm not only going to bash Tommy Edmund, I'm going to give you a couple avenues to kind of pivot off him. So without any further ado, let's dive into the second baseman for those St. Louis Redbirds under that beautiful arch. We'll start with the tail of the tape. You see the 21 stats up there, not bad, 262 average, pretty good, 91 runs, only 56 ribbies, which could get a bump with the addition of a DH, though I'm not really sure what kind of strength the Cardinals will be bringing out there, maybe it's Lars Nupar, maybe Juan Yepes gets a bump up, what kind of expectations could we have, so I think there might be a bump for RBIs before you yell at me about that, but how much I don't know. The last two numbers that you see there are the ones we want to focus on. The 30 steals, which are excellent, but a 695 OPS, which is not. You also see the stat cast slider bars up there again. Not enough to overreact to. We never want to just look at slider bars on stat cast and make a determination. But it will kind of give us an idea of what we're looking at. There's not a lot of power in the profile at all. The ball is not really getting hit hard. The disciplinary metrics look pretty strong. But we're going to dive on in a little deeper into his 2021 stats. As you know, I really like to dive on with the X stuff and compartmentalize these stats into different baskets. So no one stat will tip our decision. Of course, we always want to be proactive as opposed to reactive. So those baskets are batting averages, discipline, elevation, and batted ball quality. Let's get on in. The batting averages for Edmund... Really not that great. The slugging below 400 is OPS below 7, which I mentioned. And ISO only at 125. Woba at 301. The expected stats really not much better. Again, you can't go on those solely, but we can use them as a form of validation. His expected slug below 400, expected Woba at 315. The reason I mentioned the power metrics is because even if he were to steal bases, you also need power. You also need average. Average has always been there. I'm not so sure about the power metrics. Again, we'll circle back to that in a bit. Let's dive into the discipline where Edmund is excellent. I'm not here to bash the man. I think he's a very good real-life baseball player, I'm not sure if he fits into my draft builds. The K rate really low, but so is the walk rate, which can suppress your on-base percentage. His in-zone contact rate is elite, over 90%. Swinging strike rate is great. Whiff rate is great. He is very disciplined. I do like that, and that could pretend the continuation of some positive batting average that we've seen. Let's get into elevation. Here's the first red flag. Too many ground balls, 46%. Not enough fly balls. That number stuck at 32. So again, when we're talking about expectations, not only but speed, but for power, another red flag for Tommy Edmond. Let's head into the batted ball quality, and it's poor to very poor. I'm sorry, that's just what it is. These are statistics I don't manipulate. 
emulate them. His hard hit rate on both Fangraphs and StatCast are below 36%. That's probably the bottom 20th percentile or worse in the league. And if you're familiar with the differences... Savant, that stat cast, uses a raw 95 mile an hour metrics, and Fangraphs uses baseball information solutions. There is a human element there. The barrel rates are very low at 4%. The blast rate is extremely poor, under 2. His Woba on contact, 321, extremely poor. Expected Woba on contact at 347. His dynamic hit rate at 3%. These are all firmly in the bottom 10th percentile. Hard to ask for a step up in home runs from what we've already seen. The one bright spot here that I know some people are pointing to, and I'm not mean to demean the stat, is his max exit velocity. Now we know that does test out as a positive metric for power hitters. However, that is a single event. And Edmund posting a 113 max EV, which again, is good. It's not off the page great, but it is good is a sign that maybe there's power to unlock. But his contact rate is excellent, and the Bauer rates are terrible. So what does that tell you? It just doesn't happen enough. I'm not seeing what other people are seeing. If you got into the Twitter comments when this came up, between some analysts that I have a ton of respect for, Roto Surgeon Kev, Fantasy Central uh, Micah, you got to follow them both, ton of respect for them. And also, if I could spin a quick bowl, I'd really like to tip my hat to the quality of the discourse that you get, especially from Micah. He's very understanding, and he really is a good faith actor. Even if we disagree, I know the convo is going to be respectful. And then, of course, Kev is going to slide in and do his little troll thing, which I I also appreciate, remember, I spend all day working, so do you. You gotta laugh a little bit here and there. You know, it keeps the perseverance going, right? If we want to keep this level of energy going into October, then we're going to have to have a couple laughs while we do. So hat tip to my two guys over there, even though we do disagree. Now I want to jump into the next slide here. Again, I'm not just going to read your stats. I'm going to tell you what I think and why I think it. So let's jump on over to those disciplinary metrics that I mentioned. Now, for audio listeners, I do have some charts up, which you could check out on YouTube, but I'll do my best to explain them. And I wanted, again, to not make this a Tommy Edmund bash video, but point out exactly why I see what I do. You see the K rate firmly below average, just excellent, but the same for the walk rate. As I pointed out, firmly below average, so it's hard to ask for a ton of OBP, which is a key component of steals, aside from plate appearances. So again, I'm trying to build my argument why I'm not really buying what Edmund is selling at the price. Again, at the bottom of the chart, you see the swing and strike rate well below average, the in-zone contact rate well above average. So again, not a knock on Edmund, disciplinary Statistics are phenomenal, but again, that high in-zone contact rate is giving him plenty of chances to produce with power something that we haven't seen. Now, I want to get into the year-over-year power production, and again, this is where some of my beefs are coming up, and I got to mention Mike is counter to me when I mention the power. Same thing for Kev. Both are looking for a step up in power. I'm not seeing it, and I'm going to show you why. In the top left-hand corner, you could see Edmonds' OPS is well below average, and 
And if you follow Jeff Zimmerman, which you absolutely must, anybody below 700 is at a risk of getting supplanted in the lineup. Edmonds' defense is pretty good, but it could bump him out of that one spot. Next, you see the hard hit rates firmly below average, and they've worsened over time. And I wanted to give you a little bit more kind of granular context here. I give you the 30-game rolling OPS. It's on a clear downtrend. We finished at the low. Hard hit rates bottomed out, started to tick up a bit, but they're still below average. I don't know where these improvements, the air quotes I'm doing right now, that people are pointing to as far as power and why we'd be expecting an uptick in power that I'm just not seeing. I think the discipline will stick. I'll even give you a decent batting average, which should lead to the runs. The low walk rate could suppress that as well, but I'm not seeing a move up in home runs. In fact, I think he may have outperformed last year. And again, something I mentioned a few times already, those plate appearances. Now you see the spray chart for Edmund. It's just not there. The elevation is too low. There's not enough power. You see the red zone, the barrels, which I laid out. But next to it is Tommy Edmonds' career stat board. I do see steals. They are jumping off the page, and I will give you that. But the main thing I have to circle again is it took Edmonds 691 plate appearances to do it with only a 308 OBP. You reduce the plate appearances, you gotta reduce the steals. Steamer is in line there. You see that highlighted. I'll read it out for the audio listeners. Steamer has Edmund projected for 653 plate appearances, which is probably near the high. 84 runs, a tick down from last year. 58 ribbies, a slight tick up. 14 home runs, an increase from the 11, which I've already laid out why I'm not buying it, and a drop down to 24 steals from 30. Average remaining stack in the 260s but if you take those projections and run them through the calculator i'm not sure that really pays the bills on an apples to apples basis that put puts edmund right behind india but right above a guy like brandon rogers who you can get a lot later enrique hernandez who you can get a lot later i mean those profiles are there and i'm already ready with your counter about speed those guys i mentioned are not really stealing bags but i went and ran through my conditional formatted sheets to bring up some other player comps that i think you could get now remember this is based on the fact that i think there'll be a down tick in steals and either a lateral movement or down tick in homers so i think that being the case you can give me guys like colton wong rafael ortega or josh rojas much later they all have had a better than 260 batting average last year they all stole at least nine bases Wong and Ortega stole 12 they all hit at least 11 home runs except they all have on base percentages 30 points better slugging percentages 75 point better they all have an OPS minimum of 750 and WRC plus minimum of 102 Edmund came in at 91 that's nine ticks below average so we're talking players going one or 200 picks later than Edmund that offer you the same kind of average with a little more power and maybe just a touch down in speed but why would you be reaching for speed of course with it being so hard to repeat especially when it's that reliant on plate appearances that came with a low obp so there you go everybody i think i did my best that i could to just lay out again why i don't dislike tommy Edmond. i think he's a good fantasy player but i think the desire for steals has pushed him up into a place where he's unpalatable for me i just cannot take him in the fifth or sixth round but you can get really great pitchers or players that have you know full 
hitting profiles yes the steals might not be up in the 20s but if you can get a guy that could steal you nine or ten and you do that throughout the process again that can get you a league win in a standalone and help you compete in the overall but again the one caveat for steals when playing in an overall is that i like to get them up early you know you want hitters that could steal 20 and hit your 30 bombs like a jay ram like a, a kyle tucker you know like a trey turner and that's why they're always pushed up to the front of the roto line so everybody i hope we learned something about format dependency how to look at these things differently and why it's so important to parse through the format right if you give me a points leagues i don't care about steals i'm going to be looking at my video on bryce harper but if not come here for the breakdown of how we are supposed to look at these things and maybe how to more properly deploy it so much love to kev much love to micah and much love to you patty mayo for giving us the opportunity to kind of lay out these more advanced arguments with all the overlays the charts and now the new green screen i told you man i never try and stay the same i try and improve every single day so remember please subscribe to the mayo media net here on youtube and if you're digging it i also have another series of sp deep dives on the cork stats channel itself check that out subscribe get up in the comments i will answer you let me know who you want to see what you want added what you want subtracted or what you thought of the argument so that'll do it for me everybody thank you for sticking around spending your precious time here at the mayo media net we are going to continue building this catalog of the very best fantasy baseball content as we head into the season that'll do it from the big dude with the big mouth and the big apple everyone can't thank you enough remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck everyone i catch you on the flip side yo peace